Fantastic, fantastic. Thanks, Mitch. Well, it's uh, my privilege this morning to again um, take us on that little bit step further on this um, Heart of Hope month, and in particular, to, I want to help reinforce what we've been talking about on the video there. Hopefully, some of you have got your Bibles here. Um, I know I've been tr trying to tell our pastors, hey, if you're a pastor, you should bring your Bible to church on a Sunday. Isn't that right, Pastor Slim? And yes, he's going to wave his Bible in the, in, the, in the air. That's amazing. But I want to just, I want to go back and sort of reinforce some of these things about the importance of why we're talking about it. And I'd love to, again, just revisit this scripture in the book of Joshua. A number of years ago, a, um, a great respected prophet in our nation um, said to us as a church, um, quite clearly, he said, hey, for hope you see this book of Joshua is going to be very important. So we've been sort of trying to lean into Joshua as much as we can at different times. So again, I just want to read to you in a and so that you hear it again. I mean, oftentimes we need to hear things several times. I don't know about you, but um, apparently in our house, I get told many things. And um, and I can always say, well, no one ever told me that. And they go, we, I told you once. So I said, look, once isn't enough. You've got to tell me over and over and over again. So I'm, I'm using uh, my learnings on you this morning. So we're going to read Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. And this is, again, what the Scripture says. Study this book, this book of instruction. He was obviously referring to the Bible in that time. He says, meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. I mean, we're blessed this Sunday. Here we are that no mass. No, we can sing. Uh, no restrictions on singing. And we can actually allow more people into the building, which is just fantastic. And I just believe this is going to be the trend and the trajectory for Australia this year. Unfortunately, other parts of the world are doing it really tough. But I believe, I've, I said it in our leadership training night um, a few weeks ago, that I just believe that, just take this as, this isn't financial advice, but I'm suggesting that this year is going to be a boom year. I just got this sense that... Um, now's not the time to be bunkering down, digging holes in the ground, burying tins of baked beans in your backyard. <laughs> That's not this season. I think we should all be on the front foot, looking forward, expectant and hopeful about what God's going to do. But unfortunately, um, in times of trouble and unrest and lockdowns, smack bang, start, open, close, whatever it is, it does generate fear. And again, we must resist that tension um, and hopefully with mature, balanced eyes and views, actually consider um, what does God say about our future, not what the um, People's Republic of Victoria has to say, um, um, but that we actually genuinely believe what the Word says. And in times of trouble, unrest, as we've said already, sometimes the truth goes missing. And so we need to look for the truth in the truth book, the Bible. The people of faith, and I just reflect often about how Joshua was in that moment. And I want to declare, I just 
you know, get that sense that we are all Joshua's in this moment, that here we are on the great cusp of a transition into a new way of living. The world will be different after a pandemic. It has to be different. It should be different. And again, don't let's retreat back to the desert and say, God, where's my manna? Where's manna, Lord? Actually, we should be looking ahead into this land of promise and saying, how will we adjust? How will we change to embrace all that God has for us? And God, in this chapter, Joshua 1, gives us an unbelievable tool that, that um, one of our church values lines up with this scripture and talking about the Word is our foundation. I mean... I just think if if you're a Joshua, I'm a Joshua in this moment, that in that point of leading, people often ref, ref, um, re, re, uh, forget about Joshua's own possible personality in that moment is that his leader, his mentor, possibly his spiritual father was dead. And in this moment of great adventure, I would say Joshua was carrying grief. He had to lead and be hopeful and expectant while still being in that season of grief. You don't have to always be happy to be lead and be positive in your life. Oftentimes we take our own emotions as the signal about how we should progress in life. But I can tell you, opportunities come your way whether you feel like it or not. Whether you see them is another thing. You can be blinded by those, those sense of grief and loss and all of these other emotions or fear. And you might go, there's no opportunities, but can I tell you, if you can just pull all of those away and start to live the life of spiritual faith and start to live a life the way Joshua was leading, looking ahead, thinking about the people he was leading. He was thinking legacy, a nation I'm responsible for now. And now he has to take on new challenges, new assignments, and God gives him a foolproof, I love that thought, a foolproof plan, which means that even us fools can't stuff up God's foolproof plan. And he says, the word is your foundation. Meditate on it. I just think about that idea. He says, meditate on it day and night. I don't know whether you remember back in the... Um, I'm completely off script, so I don't know how we're going to get to my notes. Um, I'm just telling myself that, so I understand that I'm off script. Um, do you remember back in the Middle East um, battles, the Iraqi war, and there was a trend line that the media pursued where they would actually take these media journalists and drop them right in a... A, a unit where they were seeing first-hand action. Do you remember this? And that we were watching pictures of cameramen and journalists running around with soldiers. And they used a very particular word about how to describe those media um, personnel in the war. They said that they were... No one remembers the word. 
Uh, let me let me try again. I'm just giving you some more time to let those cogs whir away. They actually use a very particular word to describe how those journalists were in active service. They were. <laughs> Someone wants me to do charades or something, you know. Um, it starts with E. They were definitely eyewitnesses, but they were embedded. They were embedded in the action. Is the Word of God embedded in your adventure? Is it something that's right inherently a part of the adventure that you're doing or is it a book that you reach for in times of trouble and do the pick and flick and go, God, speak to me and you go, oh yeah, there, there's a scripture. Or is it something, regardless of where you are on the adventure, whether it's a pattern, whether it's a discipline about how you get this thing in you. It's a really important question that we must all answer at the start of the year. This is the perfect time to actually build patterns, build disciplines that maybe have dissipated. And of course, because of a COVID year, everything is upside down. I'm still trying to find things in my house. Everyone keeps moving them. And then I realize no one moved them, but I just forgot where they were. Anyone else suffer from those things? Well, in the same way, let's not just forget where we put the discipline of getting the word in. Maybe for you it was driving down the freeway and putting the podcast on and listening to some preaching and teaching and getting the word in. Maybe that was somehow now just forgotten because the whole pattern of driving down the freeway is been removed because everyone's working from home maybe it was the fact that you know whatever the, the the internet didn't work properly and you couldn't sort of get get what the sources that you normally would or maybe the way your work life changed so much last year that again where you'd get up early and read and study and meditate before you went off to work that pattern's gone can I encourage you 2021 here we are the middle of February Valentine's Day that we don't allow this year to slip through our fingers like last year did and that we start to get this word embedded in us. Moses had died. They'd been living in a wilderness scenario, constantly moving, traveling, and they're about to leave this, um, this, this desert for the promised land, which is now several generations into the promise about how Moses had promised them when they left Egypt. And by the way, this so-called promise that was described in these beautiful words that we still use today, um, um, uses so beautifully, not just in church, but in our society, we say it's a land flowing with milk and honey, which just seems so beautiful. You get the sense of sweetness and, 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 and just richness, right? But actually, when they stared out at that promised land, what Joshua saw wasn't milk and honey. He saw enemy and occupation. 
Yet the promise, what God had promised, was this amazing richness and so-called beautiful lifestyle. That nation to take on and absorb the beautiful thing, the promises that they had had, they'd have to embrace a new leader. See, Moses did things a certain way. He had a pattern about how he led. Joshua was going to be somebody very different. And again, if you read and study Joshua, you'll realize that he was a warrior spirit where Moses was a great champion and leader of the people. They had to um, take on this new territory. They'd, they need to learn new ways. It, now's not the time to be trying to fight for the ways that we used to do things. And now's the time to fight for the ways God's going to use us in the future. I mean, the people probably would have been nervous about transition and change. We all are. Nobody, no matter who they are, I, I don't mind change, but nobody says, oh, yes, please change everything every day. <laughs> no one ever says that. But Joshua had to lead them into the unknown. He had to lead them under pressure from an enemy. And it wasn't going to be an easy path in front of them. We're not here this morning trying to preach a positive society about how now that you're a Christian, every single thing will go well for you. That's not the gospel we're preaching. But we are saying we should live in a hopeful stance. We should actually um, expect God to do miracles. And He does, by the way. I love the Scripture and we hang on to it all the time is that He makes everything work together for good. Which means good, bad and ugly, which is the everything. Somehow God's going to flip all that around and turn it to good. And I have experienced that in my own personal life over and over. We've experienced that as a church over and over. And we seem to sometimes hit a brick wall and go, I don't know what we're going to do. But then God seems to turn it around for good. Mitch just showed me a picture this morning in Newcastle. We had a significant challenge with one of the neighbors to the property to the church so much so it ended in a legal stoush and it wasn't pretty and ugly and we tried to remediate that and quieten it down and make it as blessing as we could but we just couldn't get there this particular person just wanted to fight well we we, we just thought well that's just the way it's going to be and then out of the blue she approaches us and says would you like to buy the property I mean, who would have thought? We had actually sat down to some degree and said, this is the restrictions we're going to have to live under. So be it. But God can turn everything around. And so now we own that property next door. We cut all the bamboo down that she had grown up to as a barrier between the church building and her property so no one could see the church building. Now you can see the building. Now it's on the major highway. Now we've got the Pacific Highway address in that particular location. Who would have thought two years ago when we're talking to lawyers and now all of a sudden it's all turned around for good. God 
gives Joshua a profound strategy. Let me read the instructions from God, which I believe that today, as I said, that we're all Joshua's on this new adventure ahead of us. And this is how he reads from, I'll read it from verse um, 7, I think it is, verse 7, 7 to 9. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, either to the right or to the left. Then you will succeed in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Embed it in your life. Mediate, uh, meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, God invites us with His Word to wrestle with how He wants us to live. I mean, there's sometimes I wish there was just such more explicit writings in the Bible about different problems that we're facing as a society. But that's just not that clear. I've got to wrestle with it. You've got to wrestle with God's Word. Well, how can you wrestle with it if it's actually an optional extra rather than having it embedded in your spirit? Where it just seems to, I don't know whether you've ever had those conversations in your head, where it seems like you're, you're, you're the you're the defense and the prosecutor all at the time saying, but God, you said this. And you go, but actually the circumstances seem like this. Well, how can that be, God? Because And you seem to be jumping from the left to the right. That's what meditation is all about, where you would just wrestle this thing to the ground and then get the inspiration from the Holy Spirit about how, the, how that should sit in any particular situation. I mean, our team will know that sometimes I'm, I, I, I'm not... The, uh, immediate decision-making type guy. I, I go, wow, those are all the challenges. Those are all the facts. Well, let me think about it. I, I want to absorb the problem and allow the Holy Spirit to be in the midst of all of that. And I can encourage you to do exactly the same thing. Big decisions made under pressure are not a good thing. And I encourage you again to take the opportunity to meditate on all that God has said. See, His Word is not a source of restriction or constriction, but rather it's an invitation to wholeness and fullness. See, the Word of God, not just a book to be read, but a treasure chest to be opened and discovered and then actioned. Again, there's nothing more futile than all of this knowledge and information but no application in our lives about how do we build bigger stronger deeper lives and God's promise to Joshua was if you meditate on this if you get this thing embedded on the inside of you then everything you attempt you will succeed and I just, I truly believe that. I go, the more in sync that we can put our lives into this book, the more things will go well for us. Sure, 
you're going to have some challenges. Yes, I'm going to have some challenges. Things aren't going to look the way that we had planned. And thank God for that, as Darlene said in the video. I would rather trust the mysteries of God rather than my own self-determination. And I'd love you to think about that this morning. Hey, why don't we pray and then we'll get into the rest of the service this morning. I'd love for you just to, in this quiet moment, to reflect and maybe bow your head and close your eyes if you're comfortable doing that. The Word of God is our foundation. God's command to Joshua was to meditate, to embed that word in him. Maybe this is the point where, again, just be brave and saying, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change gears on the way the word operates in my life. I'm going to build systems and disciplines. As Darlene said, maybe it's a read the Bible through the year, study one book. Maybe it's a signing up for the Romans class tomorrow. Maybe it's you version. So I'm, I'm just going to go deep. I'm, this is going to be a pattern. I'm going to put those audio books in my car and I'm just going to listen to the Bible every time I hop in the car. Whatever the Holy Spirit's encouraging you and I just think in this few moments right now that you're going to make that decision so that you can go into the new land new places, new ways if that's you this morning I want to pray for you Just no one's looking around but I, just to raise your hand where you are and I just want to acknowledge that decision that you're making yeah see a number of hands there and I thank you for those commitments and I'm, I'm raising my hand with you I just say God I just don't want to do things the way I've done them I want to do it in a new way a fresh way Holy Spirit you see these hands these commitments about the new way for the new territory Lord I pray that that you just seal these decisions in our hearts that again, that, that again, this idea of that we'll just meditate, that we'll just let the word wash over and over us this morning. Not just today on Sunday, but every day, Lord. Speak to us through your word. Encourage us in whatever vehicle we find ourselves that your word will work in our lives. And we declare that in Jesus' strong name. And everyone said, Amen, amen. God bless your church. Hey, why don't you put your attention to the screen. Dave Blestry is going to encourage us around our giving this morning. And then we've got the wrap as well. Thank you.